shit, okay? <laughs> All right, man. Jersey Jew, the Red Pill Party podcast. Back. Once again. It is Wednesday, the middle of the week. Thank God it is the middle of the week. Um, it is 9.48 right now. Uh I wasn't planning on doing anything in the morning, but I did want to do something just in case I didn't have the opportunity or chance to do anything tonight. Um, As you guys know, the past couple episodes have been uploaded at nighttime because I've been recording at night. (gasps) Let me light this joint. So... I've been kind of, tr- I've been trying to switch things up a bit just to try to make things more convenient for me, but I realized that by the time I get home and decide to upload and do everything that a lot of people probably will miss the episode. So I've kind of been recording at nights, but then trying to record in or record at night and try to upload in the morning. You know what I mean? Having problems with this fucking joint again, man. This shit's a pain in the ass. I'm trying to find somewhere that I can probably just park up at. Uh, I think I found somewhere, but I'm going to... We're going to talk about something today. Um, Something that I brought up and posted earlier on Facebook today. And that is... A lot of times, the wizard of words is an amateur of action. And this actually stemmed from a conversation I had with my homeboy uh, yesterday or two days ago. Oh, yesterday. And we were talking about women, like, or this idea that, you know, you got to have the way of words with women on dating apps. You have to have a way of words with women before even talking to them. And there's always a person who can capitalize off of the wizardry of words. They talk a good game amongst women. Women are very interested in these men off of words. But when it comes to uh, face-to-face human interaction, it's completely different. It's actually... It's actually the opposite. Like, you'll find in life, (coughs) and I learn this more and more as I get older, the people who talk a big game usually doesn't have the action to match up. And another thing that inspired me to do this was uh, there's a lot of people, I'm not going to put anybody out there, who live their lives behind memes. Like, they live their life behind memes. There's a lot of people, I mentioned this before, it's important to be a wizard of words. Especially if you're seeking women. But, you have to be willing to uh, bring it when it comes to actions, right? That's why a lot of guys will tell women, or a lot of guys will tell fellow men, don't believe what she says, believe what she does, right? We go back and forth into relationships here. I mentioned this several times where you're with a woman uh, who will tell you that she'll never leave you. 
She'll always be there for you no matter what. Just keep those things in mind. Don't believe what she says. Let time be the revealer. See, a lot of dudes today, when it comes to being a wizard of words, that's all they have is wordplay. Like I said, when I was growing up, that was all I really needed. To be honest, during that time, I wasn't working. I didn't have shit going for myself, but I had a way of words, especially with women. And I kept women around even even though I had no money in my pocket. I was not working. So it's funny today where a lot of these women go, well, I want the guy with this. I want the guy with that. You want the guy with this and that. But, bitch, you'll settle. You just haven't came across the guy yet that makes you think, okay, maybe I was wrong about men. Maybe I was wrong about this particular guy. Maybe I was wrong about my expectations and what I believe that I need in order to have a healthy relationship. The women will never talk about what they can what they can bring because they're the table. <coughs> and because they are the table, they expect everything to be brought to them. See what I did there? It's almost smart that women consider themselves the table because in all essence, that's what they pose as. They bring nothing to the table. They just show up the way that they are, which is an object. And the man has to put all of his assets and all of his money towards that object. And this, I would say, this variation of conditional love is where the guys who have been taught Oh, well, all I need to do is be nice and be courteous. I brought this up last night. I don't mean to reiterate, but I'm going to have to. Because this is aimed towards the nice guys. See, nice guys actually don't have a way of words. They believe that they have a way of words because they're kind and courteous. And these women know that, which is the reason why they want nothing to do with these men. When a guy displays kindness, it has to be a rarity. When a man displays kindness or emotions, it has to be scarce. Right? Motherfuckers is hitting squirrels. I'm I'm like driving past fucking roadkill like every fucking two blocks. Jesus Christ. I gotta put some air in my tire. My I feel that my tire is low. So I'm pulling up. You know, this is a very unprofessional unorganized uh, podcast episode. I'm just letting niggas know. I let you guys know this yesterday, last night, that, you know, going throughout the week, today being Wednesday, tomorrow being Thursday, and then Friday, it's going to be more off-the-cuff, um, open discussions more than me just speaking on the topic. But, yeah, I'm about to put this air. <coughs> I'm about to put some air in this fucking tire. Put them in all the fucking tires while I'm at it. All right, everything is good. Everything is set. Tires seem to be fine. And word. Okay, 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 okay. Wizard of words. People may wonder, what the fuck am I talking about? To be a wizard of words. Well, there is a combination of arrogance and confidence, but it's balanced by words. For a lot of guys, their actions are only balanced by the saying of them doing it. You don't really see these people actually on the forefront, and you don't see a lot of these people actually doing anything, but they talk a good game, right? It's, this reminds me of um, this reminds me of like professional wrestling, right? Where in professional wrestling, sometimes the most popular wrestlers are the ones who barely wrestle. They go on the mic, they come out there, they hype the crowd up, or sometimes they'll, if they're bad guys, aka heels, they will taunt the crowd. Get the crowd uh, riled up. 
and their popularity is from their promo. With a lot of guys, we don't really have enough time to work on our promos. Like, our promos being... And I'm not trying to sound like a pickup artist, but I'm just going to speak the truth. A lot of guys just don't have the wordplay to get the women. Now, there is such thing as just having pure attraction to where you may not need so much game because all of the women already have you in their scopes. But there are guys who don't have really the looks of the attractive high value guy, but they have the wordplay. They have a level of game and a level of awareness. And when I say game, I don't just mean going up a spitting game or uh, going up, giving cheesy one-liners, doing pickup art. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is being aware. There's a level of awareness to where you understand the game. Like, when approaching women, the PUAs... Would tell guys to approach 10 women. Or a lot of PUAs will say, approach 10 women. And even if nine of those women walk away, completely dismiss you, if you get one number, you are successful. Now, there is a method to the madness. And that method is to get used to taking L's. I've talked about this a lot. Rest in peace. Shout out to Patrice O'Neill, one of the great comedians, one of the great uh, people with information besides comedy. There was a lot of truth in what he was talking about. But he mentions you got to be prepared to take a loss. When it comes, especially when it comes to women, there's a lot of guys who are still getting over their exes after five or six years. And and it's easy to tell a guy, yo, you need to get over that. But in reality, he needs to deal with that. It's not about getting over it. It's about dealing with the reality. It's about dealing with what happened. You know, the relationship's over. Um, It's time to move on. It's time to move forward. Why put yourself in a situation where you're just bitter over one woman. You're just bitter over one woman. And that bitterness for one woman is going to be representation of all women that you deal with. Now, what a lot of people say, it's 100% true. Your relationship with your mother does indeed affect I should say, in fact, your relationships with women. Now, why do I say this? Well, the closest, the closest interaction that a human will ever have is that interaction with his mother. Even from out of the womb, the most intimate parts of your mother, even though that sounds terrible, but that's true. You have came from that. She has held you. She, in a way, has coddled you. She, in a way, nurtures and cares for you. And that experience, whether you have it or not, or how that experience happens, when it happens, it definitely affects the relationship you have with women. My mom gets on my nerves, you understand? But everybody's mother gets on their nerves at times. But if I could help, I'll help, right? Um, I talked about this before. There's nothing wrong with you as a man taking care of your mother. I mean, to be fair, she took care of your bum ass during your upbringing. So as she gets older and as you become more financially set or because you have a lot of things going on and you can help and support your family, do it. But when you put 
all of your time and effort in taking care of that mother of yours. I mean, it's really unfair, I think. Where, like, you have the nice guys, they'll get taken advantage of from everybody. Including their mothers. <laughs> so their relationships with women is based off of trying to satisfy and take care of them the way that they were raised by their mother who did the same for him. So in a lot of ways, it isn't like completely crazy. It's not crazy to assume or believe or come to the conclusion that a woman, right? She is a representation of the intimacy on a non-sexual uh, nature that you have with your mother. So the man comes out of the vagina and tries to intimately get himself back into one. And I think that's the comedy in itself when it comes to guys. Because, like, you know, <clears throat> especially myself, I can be very barbaric. And I purposely, at times, am barbaric. Because I want to make a point, like, the way that our society changes, it's, it's because of the sensitivity of other people. Because everybody is so sensitive today, people aren't saying what needs to be said. People are not talking about the topics that we should be talking about. And I think when men see this, there's a small percentage of us who go against the grain. I've been going against the grain my entire life, damn near. I've been doing things that I've wanted to do things that people told me not to do, I've done it without any worries or concerns. And I've taken losses, I've taken L's, but I've also learned and gained a lot more along the way. You know what I mean? So to be a wizard of words is just to have a way of words. The wizard tree is the mystery. The wizard tree is the method. The wizard tree is almost the formation where when you come across the woman and you don't display too much about yourself and she finds interest, you continue to go along with that. You're not lying. You're not you're also not displaying everything about yourself and you're not lying. Right. And that in a lot of ways, the push and pull method you find out if the woman's really interested in you or not. So if you curb a chick the first time, right, and then you tell her that there's a possibility that you'll be free on this date, if she's automatically on board, then she'll she'll stick by you for the time being. If she's wishy-washy, then she felt some type of way or she already has niggas she's fucking with. See, guys got to understand, and I said this last night, turn off the fucking rom-coms, the romantic comedies, it's not for you. It's for the women, but they always show, and I want men to really pay attention to cinema. You know what I mean? Pay attention to cinema and really pay attention to a lot of things that involve couples today, whether it's on television. You'll see that They've always been propping up the nice guy, right? They've always been secretly propping up the nice guy, but also worshipping and validating the alpha male bad boy persona. But because everything is balanced on a feminine level today, everything is sort of imbalanced. I brought this up before. You'll see more leaders of industry you'll see more heavy hitters more billionaire millionaire women today but during this time when you see all this you're also noticing that the female dependency on um on things such as 
uh, let's just say, how can I put this without being an asshole? Let's just say you deal with um, athletes. You're a personal trainer, right? And during the time, as a personal trainer, during the time, during the pandemic, a lot of businesses stopped. Maybe the gym that you work at closed down. And so what happens, of course, is the clientele or the business goes down. So the guy realizes, damn, the business is going down. He probably knew it was coming. If you're a fucking human being with common sense and you saw what these people were doing from the beginning, trying to close down the fucking country and cause a fucking collapse so that can blame. So, of course, they can blame the president, the old president, that is, you know, my president. I don't give a fuck about no goddamn Joe Biden. Fuck is wrong with you motherfuckers. And see, that's the thing, like, I'm going to have to get more political. I'm going to have to talk about issues that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Because I get tired of hearing Fox, and I get tired of hearing um, CNN. I get tired of hearing NBC, ABC News, all this other goofy shit. We have the information, people. We have the information in our hands. All we have to do is address it. And see me, I don't give a fuck about being not uh, being um, not being accepted by my peers. You feel me? Like I'm a lone wolf. If it's not the peers that I work with, I'm not going to have much concern about peers who I'm outside or people who see me every day. Because they don't have conversations with me. We don't really discuss and have any dialogue about anything of real importance. So a nigga who I just socialize with every now and then, I won't care if he goes, oh, man, he's talking about some bullshit. I wouldn't. It wouldn't matter to me. Because then I could switch the tables like, nigga, what are you talking about? What podcast or what free thought do you have what podcast or free thought do you have number one you don't have a podcast because you have you would have nothing to talk about and number two you don't have a free thought because you're too busy paying attention to what other niggas is doing so now you just so now you just following other niggas just to be one in the just to be one in the crowd these be the first niggas who's lost these be the first niggas, right? Who fuck up on a regular, right? But then they'll talk about what the next niggas doing. And some of us have friends like this. Some of us have friends like this, yo. Like we got friends that are this way, right? But the reality of it is, when you get to the point, like, red pill awareness is real, gentlemen. See, I was going to do an episode a while back. I still might, now that I think about it, since it, cut, since it came back to mind, right, where you have red pill knowledge, and then you have red pill game. Red pill knowledge is... The professional of action, not the amateur of action, not the amateur of making moves, the professional of making moves, the veteran of making moves, the young veteran, the seasoned veteran, however old you are, whatever nationality or race you are, right? Red pill game is simply a wizard of words. Let's say, let's say we go to the bar. Whoever's listening and myself, if you're listening with a group of friends, then it's all of us going to the bar. And you know, if all of us are going to the bar, something's going down. Something's going down. 
But let's just say we go to this random dive bar. And we sit down. See, me, I'm not the one beer type of nigga. If I go to a bar, people, I'm not trying to get drunk. But I'm also not trying to just have one beer or a shot and leave. Like, that. it's not my style. We getting like three, three pitchers. If it's four of us, we getting three pitchers. You know what I mean? A pitcher can fill maybe three or four glasses. So let's give that equation. We'll also add that to the topic as well. If I'm a wizard of words, then my game isn't necessarily natural. But my way of words are. So if I can go notice a chick eyeballing me, go up, talk to her. She's with her friends. I go, yo, I got my boys with me. One of her friends go, yeah, your friend over there is cute. I call him over. and But we'll have to, you know, strategize. If there's a person who's with me, who just has the knowledge and or he just has God-given looks, the team is untouchable. We can have two bums. Look, when you have when you have two high value men in a group, you can have four or five bums. Those women, in all actuality, are only going to judge the whole group off of those two men in a lot of cases. Which is why you see a lot of men previously talk about the wingman and shit like that. A lot of these guys a lot of us in general, we need to form tribes. And I want to give a shout out to Rolo Tomasi. We need more tribes. Yes. We need more tribes. And no, I'm not talking about um, an ethnic tribe of any sort. I'm talking about tribes of men. I promote the idea or promote the possibility of a man, especially a black man, being more open-minded. Open your mind every once in a while. And you may learn different things about different people. You may make different friends, different nationalities. You may go past and go beyond the idea of being a insert color here person. You understand? Just be true to yourself. Just have knowledge of self. You can't have red pill knowledge if you don't have knowledge of self. The knowledge of self part that I mentioned is mostly accountability, responsibility, discipline, sacrifice, and obligation. For a lot of men, it's something different. I'm not always right. In fact, I state on numerous occasions that what I'm saying is an observation or it's real or it's true from my state, from my standpoint, because of my experiences dealing with it. You understand? The word, the wizard of words, right? The wordsman, the wordsmith, right? The wordinator, all right, I'm done. The, <laughs> the wizard of words is a guy who can talk. He's a talker. And he's not like a talker, meaning he's talkative necessarily. But when it's time and he's trying to get in where he fits in, he has a way of words with women that resonate. It's not with every woman, but it's with a good portion of women. I've mentioned this yesterday, and I want to remind men, I am going to bring this back up because I do remember. My memory has been a lot sharper lately. Uh, a lot sharper lately. I've been sleeping a lot more lately, which is good. And I've been a lot more energetic throughout the day. It is 1020, by the way. Um, there's a there's a point where a man must motivate himself. Let's just get this out of the way. Meaning, knowledge of self, accountability, responsibility, discipline, sacrifice, obligation. These things will come 
whether this man accepts it or not. You understand? As I stated last night, most men understand accountability at an early age. Women do not. Um, there's the daddy's little girl aspect, and then there's the mama's boy aspect. We'll let the people at home figure that one out. Um, big boys don't cry. Uh, man up. Take responsibility for, insert, the remaining there. Women on the opposite end are usually, they're usually conditioned to believe that they can do no wrong, especially with black women. The black woman is God. Protect our queens, protect black women. Black girls rock. All of these mantras that are constantly being inserted to the young developing male's mind, becoming a teenager and then becoming an adult, he has been told that by pedestalizing and worshiping women that he would get the woman that he desires, which is unfortunately incorrect. Just imagine, right? Imagine females. And I say females because I mean every woman. Imagine females. Going around pedestalizing average everyday men. Guys who who just have regular jobs. They're living comfortably. They're satisfied. Of course, they're taking risks. They're trying to find bigger opportunities. But for the most part, they're pretty chill with where they're at. Imagine women pedestalizing and worshiping these men. The dating issue would not exist anymore. The marriage issue would not exist anymore. Um, any of the combative behaviors from these women, the uh, men are trash and kill all men mantras, would not exist. You want to know why? Because... If we would add up how negative women feel about singlehood, I call it singlehood, but the single life, and how men feel about the single life or singlehood, men, we don't fucking care. Like, look, everybody, everybody feels down at times. Everybody can even feel symptoms of depression at times. Everybody has their demons. Everybody has their problems. For me, I'm a warrior. I'm a champion. I'm a fighting champion. I don't need too many contenders to feel that I'm a champion. I don't need to fight, poke and pull, shoot and stab for a stink piece of fish. I don't. I don't promote that lifestyle. I don't give a shit about that. But the singlehood lifestyle for men has already been what it's been. It's already been MGTOW. It's already been certain guys like myself. I don't go by the MGTOW uh, way, but I acknowledge a lot of the content creators because they do a lot of good information. I still have red pill awareness, I just choose not to, I choose not to perpetuate a lifestyle where I tell guys, go your own way and don't, don't focus on women. There's guys who are, who will listen to what I'm saying. They'll say, that sounds cool. That sounds good. But a lot of these men are simps. And any chance they can get to be with a woman, they'll make an ass out of themselves. They'll make an ass out of their friend. They'll throw niggas under the bus. Oh, I saw your boy with such and such last week. You know what I mean? Real dog, grimy ass niggas, right? <clears throat> but you guys know when you're red pill aware, <laughs> you got you to gotta put them niggas aside ASAP. <clears throat>
you gotta put them you gotta put them aside as soon as possible. Like you don't even want those motherfuckers around you. Especially if like I said, you're on your you're on your purpose. You have a purpose that you're on and you're you're going the distance, right? You know if you're in this position or if you've been in this position or if you've already been through this before and you're at a better place then you know what I'm talking about like you start under you start realizing like all right you making things happen you getting new things buying things saving money spending money you're beginning to enjoy life but then you realize those people around you that were around you when you didn't have shit right or if you had something, they were always around. I mentioned champagne friends and beer buddies. That's another reiteration from an episode, uh, two episodes back. Uh, beer buddies and champagne friends. Where these champagne friends, they show up. Oh, man, you heard about such and such, you got a car. You heard about such and such, you got a new job, you got a new house. Oh, everybody wants to be in your business then. When you were struggling, they didn't give a fuck about you. And see, that's the reason why there's a lot of niggas like me who are really just cold-hearted. Cold-blooded and cold-hearted when it comes to females and even when it comes to friendship or old friendship of any any kind. Like, there's niggas that, when I didn't have anything, they was around helping me out. And every chance I get, I try to send flowers. I mean that in a metaphor. I mean, yeah, I mean that completely meta, by the way. Um, I try to send those those flowers or I try to give back in any way that I can because I still remember that. I don't forget that. A lot of niggas, they let pride, pride becomes a man's worst enemy. I'm going to say that again. Especially when your focus is on bettering yourself for somebody else. Your pride becomes your worst enemy because you will build yourself up for that one person and that one person may still not want to be with you or that one person isn't available. So in your mind, even though you've bettered yourself physically, you've bettered yourself dieting, you've bettered yourself activity wise, you still have that barrier within that you haven't dealt with. So this is why you see a lot of these gym rats. Shout out to the gym rats, by the way. Especially those who are red pill aware, they're telling guys, yo, go to the gym, let off some steam, build yourself up, literally. Build confidence and build yourself physically. But there's a line that's crossed in my mind when I think about this. It is 1030, by the way. And that line that's crossed is two things. It's, it's you bettering you but you're doing it for validation from others. It's not you bettering you for you to live and breathe, eat, sleep, and be healthy, right? And what happens is these guys do all these things to try to impress women. They form bad habits, you know what I'm saying? And what ends up happening is they go back to that blue pill lifestyle. Now they're just... Uh, Giga chats. You know what I mean? Just, uh, now they're just beta monsters. They're big, muscular, but on the inside, they're soft like cotton. You know what I mean? They're soft like Tempur-Pedic. That's just how, on the flip side, that's just how a lot of guys were taught to be. Oh, you're supposed to be strong and this and that, but you're also supposed to be emotional and cry. No. Uh-uh. No. And there's a lot of guys who will just go from woman to woman or who will just find attraction anywhere and will pursue anything. Because number one, they hate their own they hate they hate themselves or they have low self-esteem and they hate their company. They hate their own company. They hate being by themselves, which is actually something more exclusive i would say towards women that's how a lot of women become especially in this day and age like 
we all know that both sides are being lied to. The men are being lied to by a lot of the women in our lives. Um, our mothers who've raised us, for example, will tell us certain things, but as we get older and go through our own life experiences, we tend to look back and sort of shake our heads like, why did I even listen? See, a lot of guys today, those nice guys, they harvest a lot of anger. And it doesn't really take much to get under their skin because they try so hard. They become a try hard. I'm sure, you youngsters, you fucking normie internet pieces of shit know what I'm talking about with that terminology. See, I'm for the streets, but I'm also for the communities. I know the lingo everywhere. You know? I know the schlingo everywhere I go. Okay? Um... <laughs> See, it's almost popular to be cucked, right? We see Will Smith. I didn't I'm not gonna talk about that even further than what I mentioned before. Everybody else had their words about it. Me personally, I think Will Smith is a talented um actor and performer. I'm just not really a fan of him or Jada Pickett. I think Jada Pickett looks ridiculous now. I'm just going to throw that out there just to trigger and piss off a lot of the black women. Um, but there's a lot of cucketry where you have the Jeff Bezos shit. I didn't want to mention this either, but there was uh, a continuation of videos about Jeff Bezos and his wife meeting uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And... Um, this broad was apparently so fascinated that anything dealing with Jeff was completely out of the picture. People mentioned the eye contact thing, the thousand dick stare, thousand cocks stare, whatever you youngsters want to call it. And yeah, all of these things are true, but this is just another example of hypergamy, meaning, yeah, the woman is with Jeff fucking Bezos. Like, the nigga has a lot of money. You understand? He has a lot of money. And I found it funny and kind of like suspicious when I heard Kanye West say, yeah, you know, I go and talk to Jeff Bezos. I talk to Elon Musk. See, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, see, he, he, to me personally, I look at Elon Musk as a hell of a lot cooler than a Bill Gates or a Jeff Bezos. Like Elon Musk, appears to be more of a homebody, sort of an introverted billionaire, right? I can fuck with that. Like a nigga that just sits in his house, comes up with concepts and ideas that are innovative and makes a ton of money. But he's a guy who travels. He's a guy I've, I've, I've seen a couple of interviews with him. And like, he's a guy who's introverted. So a lot of people will say, well, he behaves different. He doesn't really communicate. A lot of people don't, understand that a introverted person and a extroverted person in a lot of ways are one and the same but have two different personalities of course the outgoing person is going to be a lot more um, open-minded he's going to be he or she i should say is going to be more uh adventurous have take a little bit more risk things of that nature the introverted person is going to be somebody who's I wouldn't say safe, but he's cautious. He keeps a level of caution, whatever he does, wherever he goes, right? He's either satisfied with the circle that he has, which most introverted people tend to have smaller circles, meaning it's not just one circle. He's familiar with several circles of people, but he doesn't dwell in too deep in conversation. Because a lot of the conversation today is fucking meaningless. Let's just be real. Right? All of those things come into effect. Men today have learned to be extroverted, but in a introverted fashion. Meaning, I can go outside. I can go outside and skate around. I haven't skated in like a year or so, by the way. I don't know what would happen if I stood on top of a skateboard today. You know what I'm saying? I am getting older. I'm 33. 
I'm becoming an OG at 33. You understand? Meaning, I don't say that in no gang shit, but then again, I don't give a fuck how people take it. But I mean it in a sense where, all right, it's like show and prove time. Like, I represent a small but noticeable portion of the millennials that had did things late. The only thing that I've done early technically was graduate high school. But getting my driver's license, I didn't get that till I was 20. Most of my 20s was was involved with chasing skirt, chasing women. Um lowering lowering my expectations for women who've had the highest expectations. That was what I was doing. I really had to sit back and go like, all right, doing this is going to do what for me in the long run? And I didn't come to this realization until I was like 26, 27. I talk about 26 was a tough year for me. 26 was a pretty tough year for me. And I think it was during the time losing the job, my car my transmission of my car giving out and I was just stranded, stranded at the house, no resources, had access to very little money. And I was miserable for an entire year, but it's almost similar to something that Trump said. I remember Trump had an interview a long time ago. This is when Trump was popular. This is when people loved Trump. Mike Tyson loved Trump. The boxing community loved Trump because of the Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. Shout out to AC Salute. Um, he said that sometimes he wants to lose it all just to see who will come and help him. He wanted to lose all of his money. He wanted to lose all of his assets. But he was saying this in the sense of understanding who's your ally and who's really your enemy. And I understood what he meant. You know, it was a very strategic way of thinking. Where I had nothing when I was 26. I had absolutely no money going forward. And I'm talking about from the end. I would say from the end of 2015. I think. No, that's not 2015. I'm saying from the end of 25 to be to be in 26 I had nothing sat around miserable but now that I think about it it was one of the better times when it came to realization I needed a reality check I needed a reminder like hey you're getting too old to be doing the stupid shit you're doing you're getting too old to be fucking up you're getting too old to be hanging around with the same niggas that ain't doing shit and you the one that's doing something so I learned during that time period, like, okay, this person I helped out in the beginning. Well, what, where's he's at? What's he doing? Can't be reached. Nowhere to be found. Or where is this person, you know, that I helped out, you know, when he didn't have shit? Niggas going to the store, going to the Chinese spot. Niggas', is, niggas stomachs is rumbling and shit. You know, get them the chicken with the fries, the chicken with the pork fried rice. Niggas know what I'm talking about, okay? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You look niggas out, right? And you say to yourself, during the time that you're down, where are these niggas at? You won't find them. <laughs> they're, they're not going to be around for you and your misfortunes. These are your champagne friends. These are, at the very least, loose acquaintances that you run into every now and then. And if you're strategical, if you are strategical and you understand the concept of what I'm saying, then you'll be able to, to point out, oh, okay, you know, this is a temporary, I call them temp friends. <laughs> I call them temp friends, like temp jobs. 
there's like an application process where it's like, all right, oh, we're talking about sports. All right, you'll be a temp friend. We're friends until the basketball season ends or until football season ends. Then I'll see you, you know, next winter, nigga. <laughs> temp friends are like those those friends. Like when you're down and out, you're not going to see those niggas. But then when you finally have to pick yourself up off the ground, when you yourself as a man has to truly man up, all these people show up. And a lot of people like myself, like, I don't really tolerate it. You know what I mean? I have a, I have a zero tolerance when it comes to that type of behavior, especially from a man. Women, that doesn't surprise me coming from women. Because, like, I've talked about this before. I've talked about this on numerous occasions. Exes will constantly try to get back into your life. Especially when they realize you are doing better without them. It's not that you're even doing better with somebody else. You're just doing better by yourself without them. And they want to partake and see the new version of you. But you cannot allow that. Access denied. <laughs> Access denied. Okay. Do I have my uh, denied sound? On here, I may have it. I gotta go through these sounds and get rid of some of these. Access denied. What the fuck, y'all? I don't got it. That's fucked up. Mm. Still beating y'all upside the head with this truth, though. But when I was twenty six, I had nothing, right? And I and I got the realization of seeing the reality that very little. Very few people came to my corner, right? Only, and it was a couple of surprises, right? There's always a wild card. There's always a wild card, someone who comes out of the blue just to see how you're doing and actually genuinely see how you're doing. You know how people hit you up like, yo, what's up? What's good? It doesn't mean they want to see how you're doing. They want to see what you're doing, what you have. You understand? A lot of y'all niggas need to wake up. That's why I got to I gotta beat y'all upside the head. <clears throat> Tear y'all niggas up real quick. Y'all need to hear this shit. You know what I mean? You know, don't don't be one of those guys. Beta! Beta! Don't be beta, okay? And see, you know what? It is kind of funny now that I mention it. And I do kind of, I cringe every time I say it. So I'll just let Jesse Lee Peterson say it for now on. Beta. Is a mindset, okay? That's what that is. I'm going to say it again. Beta. Is a mindset. <laughs> Whatever people will tell you an alpha male is, unless they were born or unless they developed skills earlier where they are actually those guys like they've been those guys their whole lives whatever they're saying is just observation that's why a lot of you guys really need to pay attention to these costume alphas all right pay attention to the costume alphas all right the giga chads they're easy to point out it's just a lot of times guys are just too pressed on getting information or they may be new. You know, I try to make the podcast for those who just get in, but I already know my shit is like a year down the line. Niggas have to settle with the red pill for at least a year before coming across the shit that I talk about. Because it's easy to say you're going your own way, right? If you're unattractive, let's just be honest. Let's just keep it let's keep it real. If you're unattractive, then it's easy for you to say, I'm going my own way. If you're a guy who's like a fucking eight or a nine, and see me, I'm not gay. I don't really give a fuck. And like handsome, more attractive men, right? If you find more of them guys, more of those guys saying they're going their own ways, oh, there's a problem. 
that's when you'll start seeing a lot of the female responses. And we need real men back. We need real men in the household. And we need real husbands. You'll you'll start hearing all of this shit. I'm telling you. It's only going to be a matter of time. You motherfuckers sit back and you watch. Get the popcorn ready. Get your soda pop. <laughs> get the root beer ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> and get ready. Get ready for the laughs. Right? But it's about... Almost quarter to 11. My phone is on 78%, which is not bad at all. We are just about close to an hour, so we're going to go a little bit further till we get to an hour. I'm reminding people that I'm doing this episode now just in case today becomes a fucking, uh, becomes as busy as it kind of was yesterday. And if I get the opportunity to record then I will but I'm letting people know now it will probably be shorter than what I'm recording now it will probably be at the most 45 minutes long but we're still pumping out episodes this episode was more organic meaning it was a concept that I came up with I put it on Facebook and then I went back on Facebook and realized it and went wow that sounds like a good thing to talk about because you always got guys who are good with words, but then you have guys who are just good with looks. Women are pretty basic, but they're not. They try to be complex, but they're kind of basic, which is the reason why they'll tell you they want the good guy with this quality, that quality, and they'll usually sleep with people who are the opposite. They usually sleep with bums. There's such thing as attractive bums. And then the attractive bum... And I'm going to talk about this in the future. Matter of fact, why not another organic topic? This is what I call organic topics. Attractive bums. Topic for tonight. And I'm even going to put the date on there so I know. 11-17. Save. The attractive bum can be a man or a woman. From a guy's perspective, from a guy who's usually used to putting in the hours, weekly, bi-weekly, however he gets paid. He's used to seeing the attractive bum. You know what I mean? The attractive bum is... A woman who has good looks, although a lot of these looks may be primarily cosmetic. Some of these women have natural beauty. It's sad that a lot of these women don't display it, but who am I to judge? Um, but they make no money. They have nothing to offer a guy in a relationship or even long term in marriage. Trash already trashed. Trash already trashed. Trash already trashed. <laughs> it's a done deal. That's an attractive bum. Now, uh, this is the this is the double-edged sword here. The men will deal with the attractive bum. In fact, the man will put resources and invest in that attractive bum bum so she can become an attractive, presentable, professional woman he does the investment now the attractive bum and we're going to talk about this later on but the attractive bum with men is the opposite these are what women would say are toxic but these are the women who sleep with these men these are the women who speak from experiences because they are single mothers due to that man or really due to her responsibility but then again women don't take accountability Accountability is the modern woman's kryptonite. And uh, shout out Kevin Samuels. We're not playing around. Even early in the morning, I was smoking this joint. I smoked half of the joint, then, then lit it back up, then put it out because the shit was so strong. I'm in another fucking dimension right now. Luckily, I have like three hours to recuperate and try to prepare myself 
for this day that I have, which is nothing really. It's another day doing my eight and hit the gate. But, you know, I've found a core responsibility. And I've almost been battling with this thought back and forth the past couple of days where I've said before that I don't feel responsible to talk about what I talk about, which was kind of a lie. Matter of fact, I, luckily I didn't say it on the podcast. I said it on Facebook Live, which who gives a fuck about Facebook Live? But I said that I don't feel a responsibility to talk about these topics. I do it because I want to do it. And I do do it because I want to do it. But I'm beginning to look into the bigger picture. And I'm saying to myself, well, this is something that I should take accountability for, especially with the words and the topics that I'm talking about, because I'm talking about a lot of personal subjects, a lot of things that's going on in my life, a lot of things that went on in my life. So in my mind, why the fuck would I, wouldn't I um, take a, a role in bettering others the way that I bettered myself, right? I'm not saying my way works with everybody. I'm not a snake oil salesman. I'm not selling t-shirts. I'm not selling uh, memberships. I'm not selling a dream. <laughs> you feel me? I'm not selling anything. I'm just telling a large portion of men, especially the young men. The thing is, you have to kind of get these men while they're like out of college. Women who are in and out of college, you can't tell them shit. They can't be talking to, you can't talk to these women until they're in their late 20s. And even by then, with the cock carousel being what it is, and women, a lot of women, not all women, being as manipulative as they are because they know what men want, so they use the possibility of that as a weapon. They weaponize their vagina, okay? Vagina is a weapon of mass destruction. This sounds fucked up to say, but when you look into the black community, there's more black babies being aborted than born. Sorry, ladies, y'all gotta hear that. Y'all gotta hear that. Y'all gotta hear it. Wake up. Wake up. Before it's too late. And I wouldn't... I usually don't direct any of my shit towards women because, see, I'm from the school of thought where I understand that most women won't won't understand the concept, won't want to understand it. And if they do understand it, they won't acknowledge that they understand it. But deep down inside, they're like, damn, he knows what he's talking about. And see, I've, I've combated verbally with women, not in an argumentative fashion, but we just went back and forth with how I felt about a lot of relationships today and why for a lot of men it's useless and why she felt that I was just being angry and I was just being bitter for my past relationships. I then told her that it's been five or six years since I've been in a relationship and trust me, uh, the time away was definitely better than the time with that person. I also brought up the fact that women, especially combative women, will try to emasculate a man by putting a man in a lesser position by saying that man is silly, that man is crazy, he doesn't know what he's talking about, oh, he's bitter, oh, you just hate women, you're gay. They'll try to use all these manipulation tactics. And she just smiled. And I said, I know I'm right, you don't got to say nothing. But I just don't, I don't participate in a lot of the bullshit. Like, if women are going to promote the lifestyle of having sex, doing what you want. You're going to deal with certain consequences. A lot of guys are going to look at you. They're going to look at you as attractive, but they're going to try to sleep with you. They're not going to try to be with you. The guys who you dismiss are actually some of the guys, some of the only guys who will take you for what you are, which is usually a hoe, a thought, whatever terminology that uh, is suitable for your choosing. Um... But yeah, I got to get ready to charge my phone. I got to stop this recording, apparently, because I'm losing memory on my phone, 
We're about an hour and four minutes going on to an hour and five minutes. This has been another random but jam-packed episode of, of course, the Red Pill Party Podcast. I'm Jersey Judah signing off. I will most likely record again tonight, so hopefully I can uh, address the attractive bum and I can talk about other things. But in the meantime and in between time, I'm out. Peace. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? Damn, son, where'd you find this?